Hey, this is Josh Herrera, and I am so glad that you have joined us today. If you are a part of our Lighthouse Church family, we would love to connect with you via our social media at Lighthouse Church NC or online at lighthousechurchnc.org. We want to get you plugged into a connect group or on the dream team so that you are doing life together with people just like you. We hope you enjoyed today's message and stay tuned for more announcements at the end of our podcast. I am so honored that I have my mom here with me today. And I also have, yeah, let's cheer her on. I also have my bonus mom. Um, my husband's mom, Lo, is here with us today. They, I want to honor them because they have been just such an incredible blessing to Josh and I. We both have journeyed crazy journeys um, at a young age, and they've just kind of cheered us on. And they're always there by our sides, no matter what kind of a crazy thing. I mean, imagine if your child said at 18, Mom, I'm going off to Christian college. And then I said, Mom, I'm going to college, you know, and she, she, they just kind of wrote there along with us. And my mom's never been to college, so she was excited and cheered me on. And I just want to tell both of you that we honor you. We appreciate your prayers, your support. And I have a gift for you today. They're going to be walking in. Thank you, Leslie. She's so awesome. She helps me out so much, and I appreciate her. She, we want to gift you this today. We want to honor you, and we love you very, very much. I remember when I went to college, um, actually, I'm sorry, when I got married, my husband said, and my mom said that, you know, she said, I'm, I feel really bad. I don't have an inheritance to give to you. I don't have much money to give you and, you know, help you start off your path. But, you know, I told her, but she gave me such a great, she raised me so well. She gave me values. She gave me love. She gave me the word of God at a young age. So, Mom and Lois, you have blessed us with far more than what any monetary gift can give us. So you have done an amazing job, right? Yes. You, they are so graceful and so loving to my children. If you're here today and your kids are teens or still young, believe me, your relationship will just get better as your kids grow. As I've, we've gone older, we just value their, their support so much. And again, we think, man, we kind of had crazy ideas at 19 and 20. And there they were cheering, cheering us on. And my husband spoke to you all a few weeks ago that his dad never missed a game. And, and we think like, wow, he must have had a lot of time off in his bank, you know, or... So it, we realize as we're older how much sacrifices, how many sacrifices our parents give to us. And so believe me, if you're there, hang on. The, they will appreciate you more as they go older. Um, so we're in this middle of this Dream Again series, and my husband has been killing it, right? <laughs> he has been giving us amazing word of encouragement. Of He's been challenging us and teaching us to dream again. And I was kind of upset last week. I said, why did you preach so good? I'm up next. <laughs> so... Um, no, but he's been just helping me along the way, and it's been an amazing, amazing series. If you've missed it, check it out on our podcast. We have them all up, and you can be all caught up to go. Today, I want to speak to you all about mom dreams. Can you turn to your neighbor and say mom dreams? <laughs> yes, I'm a mom of three beautiful boys, and 
um, you'll see the picture of them on the screen. Um, they are just, I have a small football team growing. When they're, when they're older, hopefully they'll, they'll, you know, they'll have my back and they'll carry my stuff. But right now I'm severely outnumbered at home. <laughs> There's um, wrestling, sports, gaming, all of which I don't participate in, and like music, loud noises, bangs. I mean, our house is just always shaking. And it's, I'm just so blessed to have them. I really am. They're just, our moments right now are very, very rambunctious, but they're precious. So these are my beautiful boys, and I still remember the dreams I had of being a mom. So today, I want you to remember those dreams. Maybe you had them when you were young like I did. I always dreamt, oh, I'm going to have, you know, the perfect boy and then a girl or a girl and then a boy. And, um, you know, I knew their names or I thought I knew their names. And I would just dream of, of being pregnant and walking in with, you know, the bassinet and what kind of baby bag. You know, it's all about that baby bag and the, the stroller. And you start, come on, I know I'm not the only one, right? Yeah, that stuff, you start to think of that stuff and... Some of us have forgotten our dream for our children and to, to be in the position that you are in. And I just, I was reminded as this Dream Again series that I remember I had, I had a dream for my children. And some of you have. Some of you thought really, really hard for their names, right? It took us some time. We, we got all spiritual and deep. I know for us, it was, um, it kind of worked out without us kind of thinking, but we're J to the fifth power, because it, my name's Joanna, his name's Josh, I have Jaden, I have Jude, and I have Jackson, so we're the J5s, and it, it just kind of worked out, because we like the name Jaden, and then we kind of caught on, we're like, hey, we're all J's, let's see if we can continue this, and then we had a girl name, but then came Jude, so we just said, well, we don't have another boy name, so let's see if we can figure it out, and we, we found Jude, we said, okay, we like it, and his, I'll give you the names of our kids, because we did, we, we thought deep, I had big dreams, right, just like you, my firstborn, his name is Joshua Jaden, and I am that mom that um, calls him by his middle name to make the teachers and the school district all confused, so I, um, we, we just thought it, it rhymed better. We got all unique, right? And we're like, yeah, let's m make his life harder and let's call him Josh Joshua Jaden and call him Jaden all the time. So his name means, is after the prophet in the Bible and the modern day prophet, his dad. And it, it means, jo um, I'm sorry, it means God has heard. And we, we liked the name. We wanted to continue that name. And so... We went on to name him Joshua Jaden, but I didn't just whip out a name and name him. We thought about it. We dreamt about it. We, we even, like, you know, we prayed for our child. So we had big dreams, and I know you did too. Our second son, his name is Jude Ethan, and his name means praise, strong, and firm. And boy, did we nail it. <laughs> um, his... It's funny because we, we thought after the fact, we were like, wow, we nailed it. He, he really lives this on. Either that or he 
lived up to his name. I don't know which one it is, but in biblical times, God used to rename people when their paths, when he would change their course of path. So I, I find that names are very, they can be very, be very intentional. So that's, um, we worked really hard on that name, and then we really desired a girl. So we went on to have another baby and came a third boy. So we were definitely out of names by that time. We're like, oh, man, we didn't have a name for our second one. Now we don't have a third name. But um, we, had, we found the name of Jackson, and we, we loved it. And it means God has been gracious and God has shown favor and joined in harmony. We just thought, okay, we're just going to close this up in harmony and with favor and with grace, and we're just going to call him Jackson Levi. But I was thinking of God dreams. I was thinking, man, we thought deep of names. We thought deep of, I thought deep of strollers and baby bags. And you, you have these dreams for your children, for your life. And sometimes they just kind of seem to dim away. And today, I want to challenge you to awaken that mom dream in you. Yeah. There are three things that can oftentimes blur your dreams. And and I'm going to talk about three things that will help you overcome the things that get in the way of your dreams and that blur it. The first thing is, girl, you were made for this. I want you to go ahead and tell your mom if she's here or tell your neighbor who's a mom. Just tell her, girl, you were made for this. You were made for this. In Psalms 139, verses 13 to 16, the word of God says, You made my whole being. You formed me in my mother's body. I praise you because you made me in an amazing and wonderful way. What you have done is wonderful. I know this very well. When you know who you are and whose you are, you will have it engraved in your heart, and then you'll know who you are. You know, you know what? God made me for this. He didn't just, I didn't just pop out of nowhere. He made every single part of my being, and I love the last part where it says, before I was one day old, one day old, you already had set the path before me. You are his daughter, and girl, you got this. Have that engraved in your mind, in your heart. Read this Psalms over and over. When your identity is connected to your creator, you you will know and you will walk like his daughter. Because your identity comes from him. He created you. And if you are connected in that way, you will know that when you are in a tough spot raising kids or later on in your life, maybe in an empty nester, you know, you know what, God, you made me through this. It may be tough right now, but I am connected to you, and I can do this. Amen? If, you, if God created you and he's pleased with you, why can't you see it? Psalms 139, 13 to 16, it's amazing. I love it. Memorize it. You were made for this. You got this. You got to self-talk a little bit. You got to pep yourself up because 
You got this. He calls you daughter. And sometimes when we're at our darkest moments, we don't see it. And that's when you have to rise up and just say, I got this. Read that Psalms over and over. Instead of going to Oprah or bloggers. I love bloggers. And then Pinterest or Insta-stalking other moms and seeing what they're doing. Let God fill you with self-value and not those things. Those things are great. I love them. But, you know, God needs to give us that value that we're seeking and that we're needing. A great place to start as well is reading the, the book of Proverbs. I, um, lately, I've been just listening to it on the Bible app. You can just play it in your car. And um, it's funny, when you listen to it, you catch on to different things. So I recommend that you do that. It is when you know your identity comes from him, you got this. You know it. Children and husbands, this is for you. Cheer your moms on. Let them know with words and with letters and with deeds that she's doing a good job. Husbands, teach your children to honor you, their mom. She, what, and I was just thinking recently, um, cheering your mom can do something so powerful. If you have potty trained a child, you know that positively reinforcing a child works, right? What do you dangle onto them an M&M or a Popsicle or my husband's, my, my kids, I'm sorry, like to go to Trader Joe's. They like to find the cougar and then they get a Popsicle. It's the same Popsicle each and every time, but they love it. Positive reinforcement. It works. In my line of work, that's what we call it, positive reinforcement. And praise, it does that. It, it, it allows them to continue to do that. They said want it to want to do even better. And um, I remember when we were potty training Jackson not too long ago, he, he was, you know, looking forward to his treat and to his um, gift that we had for him. And it really works. When you praise, you start to just say, hey, the, okay, I'm doing a good job. You kind of just boost yourself up, and it continues to ha happen. So dads, teach your children to honor their mom. And kids, cheer them on. Let them know that they're doing a good job. Proverbs 31, verse 28 to 31 says, Her children bless her. Her husband also praises her. He says, There are many excellent wives, but you are better than all of them. Charm can fool you, and beauty can trick you, but a woman who respects the Lord should be praised. Give her the reward she has earned, says the word of God. She should be openly praised for what she has done. <laughs> yes, cheer her on, bless her, praise her. It's in the Bible. <laughs> If you are a grandmother here in this house, this word's for you. You know, when um, kids are older and you're an empty nester and you have a little bit, maybe a little bit more time, cheer other moms on. Inspire us to go on. And Titus, and that's Bible too, Titus 2, 4 to, and verse 4 to 5 says, speaking to older women, says, in that way, they can teach younger women to love their husbands and their children. They can teach younger women to be wise and be pure and to take care of their homes. 
to be kind and to obey their husbands. And I love this um, verse because a few years ago, this was very true to my life. Um, I, as I, we were gearing up to become, to launch this church, I kept praying to God to send me someone who would coach me or mentor me and that could help me rise in this calling and of pastoring. And I got to tell you that some, it didn't come to me. It just wasn't there and I didn't stumble on it. I was very intentional, and I, with all timidity and hesitation and even, you know, embarrassment, all that, I picked up the phone and I called a friend who I really admired for her boldness and for her love towards me and um, her resilience. So I called her and I just said, hey, you know, I'm really looking for a mentor who would just be very intentionally pouring into me, speaking words that I need to hear. And uh, a few of my girlfriends needed that as well. They were coming to me. So without hesitation, she took us under her wing and she poured into us. She was living out Titus 2, 4 to 5. That's right. She didn't stop to feel competitive, some sort of competitiveness or selfishness or timidity. She didn't even, without a hesitation, say, she didn't hesitate. She said yes. And she poured into us. She invested into us. And I just, I'm, I love that. I'm forever grateful for that because in my, in our, our young moms or our teenage moms, as we go into new seasons, it's a new, it's a new place. It's a new spot, and I, I, as much as I can read the Bible and look to Jesus, it's so awesome when you can look to your neighbor and say, help me, how do I do this? And if you are in this place, grandmas, I challenge you, take someone under your wing, speak life to them. Don't just, don't point, be quick to point fingers, but instead, love on them and show us the way we are eager to learn. And I know I'm speaking on behalf of many women here who are looking for mentors and looking for women to just pour into their lives. Um, I also, just a, a few years ago, I stumbled across a teaching called Moms of Men. And um, interestingly enough, I stumbled across this course when I was expecting Jackson, not knowing it was going to be a boy. We were praying for a girl. And so as I was listening to the chorus, I, at that time I was on a treadmill, and, and um, I heard the voice of God tell me, you're going to have a, another boy. And I was like, no, oh, erasing that thought, like rebuking it, right? I was like, oh, no, no. And <laughs> can't be true. <laughs> and um, I was listening to it because I had two boys at the time, so it was fitting. But I didn't think I was going to have a third boy. And I really feel in my heart that God put that course in my life in preparation to have another boy and to just welcome him with open arms instead of with hurt because it was he wasn't a girl. So it was very timely, but I say all that to tell you that there's, there's so many courses out there. There's so many Bible studies out there. There's so many books. Grab a girlfriend, get a study together. In fact, I would love to gift the moms of men course to my boy moms. Are there any boy, all boy moms in this house? I would like to please get your name and I would love to give this to you 
on my behalf, if on your way out, if our hosts can get your information, this course will bless your life. And I'm sorry, moms who have girls, you all are blessed. You all, maybe this, you know, you don't need this, but it is an amazing course. And I just can't tell you how you need to get help. If there's no Titus two, two, four, and five girls out there, then let's get help some other place. You got this. You got this. We got to pep talk ourselves, help ourselves, grab a girlfriend, and be resilient. Yeah. So the second thing, amen, the second thing that you need to do to overcome obstacles to your mom dream is to give your worries and cares to God. Give your worries and cares to God. Are you trying to solve everything yourself? Meet every single need of your children and home on your own. You can't, this is powerful, you can't hand down faith to your children if you have worry. Are they hearing worry all the time? Or are they hearing, God is good, we're going to get through this, I got joy. Or are they hearing, oh, this is horrible, this is hard, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Hand down faith. You can't have faith if you're speaking worry. Be the carrier of faith. Give God your worries and faith is going to come easily. You're going to find rest. Havila Cunnington, she's part of the Moms of Men course. She says, children will hear your worries and fears before they hear God's promises. Oftentimes, that's us, right? I'm guilty of it. And I just have to course correct myself and say, no, I got this. It's hard. And then I've, and this is maybe liberating for you today, but oftentimes I sit my kids down and I say, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I said this, but that's not for us. And it's okay. If you said it before, you can Sit down with them and just say, you know what? I said this, but that's not us. We're going to change that. And when you hear me say that, correct me, because we are going to, this is what God has for us. And I believe that is so powerful. You cannot hand down faith to your children if you have worry. Give your worries to God. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Matthew 12, 28 says, Come to me, all of you who are tired and have heavy loads. I will give you rest. Accept my work and learn from me. I am gentle and humble in spirit, and you will find rest for your souls. Bring it to Jesus. Stop trying to do everything yourself. We live in a world that's go, 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 hustle, 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 right? We're And even though we've been challenging you to awaken that big dream, come on, let's do this, and you got this, yes, but we want you to do it with God. Amen. Give it to him. Right. He will guide you, and he will help you with your children. Worry, the definition of worry means to give way to anxiety, or uneasiness, to allow one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles. The synonyms of that word is panic, losing sleep, working yourself up, and anxious. The word anxiety means to, to feel worried, 
to be nervous, to be un unease, typically about an uncertain outcome. The synonyms of it are is worry, fear, uneasiness, agitation, nervousness, tension, and stress. We've all been there, right? Worried, anxious, cry out to God. He's got you. He will give you rest. Biologically, women are affected by hormones. Do y'all know any of that? <laughs> oh, we have it much harder, guys. I learned that it takes close to three years after you either stop nursing or after you have a baby to get back to balance. So I didn't know that. I found that the hard way last time. So then you, you get all balanced out, right? And then come midlife issues, right, for women? <laughs> Those hormones affect our mood, our state of mind, and this is biologically facts, right? And this is, it affects our thinking process. It's important to know about these little hormones because we are subject to a little bit more mood swings, anxiety, stress, so we gotta clean on to God a little harder give it to him a little further, a little more daily. And to top that off, mom, you're adjusting to an ever-changing life of being a mother, right? You got this infant thing gone, and then they, you start school. And then you start the school down, and then it starts middle school. And then you got the middle school going on, and it starts high school, and high school flies, and then college, and then they're gone. And then you miss them. And then they come back with more. <laughs> it's never, it's, it's, it doesn't stop. So whether I'm speaking to you today and you're in a little kid season or a mid-teenage you know, teenage season or an empty nester, we all have things and anxieties and worries and hormones, and we need to give it to God. We cannot do this alone. This is why community is important. Finding a community. We are so glad you're here. We hope you come back. We love you. We got you. We can do this together with friends, trusted ones. Don't do life alone. Don't try to do it alone. Asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength and wisdom. When I picked up that phone to call my friend to um, mentor us and stuff, I, I was embarrassed. I didn't know if it was going to be a yes or a no, but it was, it was wisdom. And she now runs a mentorship class in our South Campus. She's incredible, and she just, it was such a successful class. We all need it. Ask for help. Be a part of it. I'll forever be grateful for my husband. want to honor him today because, husbands, you can help your wives too. I remember um, after I had Jackson, I three kids, is, it's tough. And um, I had him, Jaden was in first grade. Jude was just about to be potty trained. He's two. And then I have a third one, right? So I remember my brother said, oh, sister, you're going to have three kids. I heard that it feels like you're drowning. And I looked at him like, that's messed up. I can't believe. And then when I was drowning, I'm like, I can't believe he said that. He wished that upon me. But um, 
it, it kind of sort of did. And, and I, you know, the first few months are easy. They sleep and you got this. And then, and then, um, then you're picking up your kid at right at nap time, right? And like, oh, why does the school district have exit time at 2.15? Like, that must have not been a mom who, who organized that time. It must have been a dad. <laughs> <laughs> like who does that? I was I was mad at the school district. I was like, and then um, our school, you at first grade, you still have to sign them out, and I was mad at that too. I was like, who does that? A first grader? Why can't they just wait for you in the curve and you just drive on by with all your other kids? And it was I was mad. I was just like mad at everyone. And my husband, in all wisdom, he just sat me down and he said, you know what? You you need help. Like, you need to calm down. You need to give it to God. And if you, are there any meticulous, like, orderly people in this house? You like to have a planner? Yes, that's me. I, I mean, I grew up with, like, planners co- color-coded and, like, stickers. And my mom, she says that I would always just sit in color, like, in stripes. And, and that's just the way God made me. So um, this became very difficult at this season because I was having to kind of just shift how God made me and just kind of relax a little bit more. Let it go. Give it to God. What I wanted to control, I had no control over until I gave it to Jesus. But I couldn't have had he not said, hey, take a chill pill. Here, let's go to the spa. Here, let's do this. So I honor him because some of you husbands can do that. When you're in community, even if there is no husband, you can find someone who, who may catch that and say, hey, you need, I see this. Get some help. Hey, relax. How about you bring the kids over? We have this agreement with girlfriends. So we said, we're running out of sitters. So then we said, why don't you trade off one week and I'll get him and one week and we get him. And, you know, you got to do what you got to do. That's what you can find in community. That's why it's important. So um, give it to God. The last thing that you need to do to overcome obstacles to your mom dreams is to know that God trusts you. I need you to tell that to yourself right now. Say, God trusts me. Your assignment here on earth, mamas, is to be the nurturer, the teacher, the role model to your children. Your first ministry is your children. I had met a mom a few when we were launching and said, you know, I really can't serve right now. I'm in this season where I'm a single mom. And I said, you are right where you need to be. Your children are very important and your children come first. So your ministry is to be available to them, to train them, to disciple them. You're the one that points them to Jesus. Your voice is the most powerful voice that they will hear in their heads. When they did a study not too long ago of uh, prison, um, some, the men prison, they asked them, who, you know, who do you hear, who do you miss the most, or what thoughts? They almost like 80% I was reading said their moms. Moms, we have a powerful voice. When Beyonce sang that song, Who Rules the World?, <laughs> She, she knew. She knew the statistics because we 
have so much power and our words can build up the next generation or tear it down. And grandmothers, I believe that you can do too because you're speaking to two generations, your children and their children. My kids listen to their grandma and their mama bear. They listen to them. When I'm exhausted and they're over there in their care, they are listening, venting, I'm sure. And I remember I vented with my grandma, and she spoke to me words, and she had me read Bible with her, and it seemed like a punishment at that time, but it stuck. It stuck, and your voice is very, very powerful. Amen. You got to remind yourself this over and over, and do it wholeheartedly. Do the best that you can with what you have. That is doing the role as a mom with excellence. It simply means giving it your all and your best. Not your sister's best. Not your neighbor's best. Not, you know, your pastor's best. Your best. That is what you can do as a mom and there's freedom in that. And there's peace in that. And knowing that you can do the best that you can with what you have. The, um, like I said, be a learner. Be always giving it to Jesus. And he is going to do this through you. He trusts you. He gave you your children. The word of God says in Proverbs 22, 6, direct your children onto the path, the right path. And then when they are older, they will not leave it. He trusts you. My son goes to a Christian preschool, my um, Jude, and I, I love it because there's a lot of Titus 2, 4 to 5 women in that place, and it's ran by a lot of older ladies. And um, they love to speak to the moms often, and I, and I love it. I go and listen in, and not too long ago, the director there, she sat us down, and she said, ladies, you get 936 weeks, and we just kind of looked at each other, and she said, that's all you get, 936 weeks with your children. That's it. A, a year has 52 weeks, and if if you have 18 years, you have 936 weeks to speak to your children day in and day out, to be the voice that they hear over and over, to be the voice that will, in their life course, penetrate their minds the most. Isn't that amazing? That's you, my mom friend. Then... I went on to research this a little longer, and the average age here in the um, United States is 78 years old. So if you convert that to weeks, I'm sorry, I'm going to lose some of you here. It's 4,056 weeks that we live, an average here in America. So compare that to 936 weeks, that is 23%. Women, we get 23% of our kids' life to pour into them day in and day out. And this lady, she brought us out a jar, and she said, that's 936 stones in this jar. And she said, 80, the rest, 80% goes on top of that. So guess what? We get that 20% foundation. It's, it was eye-opening to me. 
I said, wow, I, that 20% speaks to their whole life. It's the foundation. The 80% reacts to those 20% years. Ladies, he trusts you. He gives you that foundation, the formative years, the important, crucial first five, right? He trusts you. Psalms 127.3 says, children are a gift from the Lord. Babies are a reward. Another version says, children are a heritage of the Lord. They are his. He's only entrusted you with it for now. And we get that, just think, 20%. That's my 20. But it affects all the other 80. And we get to change their course of life. It takes so much therapy to release those 20%. Trust me, I'm there. I live that daily. It takes so much to erase that 20%. Foundational years. Therapeutically, as a counselor, I see it every day. And moms, work wholeheartedly unto God and to your children. They are your first ministry. Give it to God. He trusts you. As I close today... Motherhood can be described as giving your children a set of wings, as being an artist and painting a marvelous masterpiece, as gardening and giving your children roots. And that one speaks to me the most because in order to make sure that roots are planted deep, you got to make sure there's good soil and that the watering is right, right? I'm tried several times to keep plants alive and I've learned that the hard way but it's true it's it's you gotta soil it you gotta maintain it right these beautiful things none of them are easy creating a masterpiece giving someone wings or keeping the garden all of these examples take work take time take commitment it takes a mother's heart and a mom dream to make it come to fruition. And God has chosen you to make that come to life. You once had a dream for your children. Don't let that dream die. Dream again, moms. We honor you today. We love you today. If this message has blessed your life, I wanna encourage you to share this message with others or go online to our website and consider making a donation so that we can continue bringing you content just like today's message. God bless you.